What's up, guys? Welcome back to Mission Accomplished. My name is Michelle. I'm Garrett. And today we are going to talk about the vermin that have infested our home. But first, I just want to say and take a moment to appreciate my Yu-Gi-Oh shirt. This is a blue eyes white dragon. Yes. Audio listeners only cannot appreciate the blue eyes white dragon. Yeah. So we're experiencing. You but said I something interesting to me. That shirt. The eyes are not blue. Okay, They're this, like black mm, green. So this is what I wanted to talk about. Yesterday, you came up to me and said, I asked you, do you know what the name of this Yu-Gi-Oh card is? And you couldn't get it because you didn't know. Because yeah, on the shirt, the eyes are gray. Well, They're not blue. I couldn't get it because I didn't watch Yu-Gi-Oh Pokemon over here. I was a Pokemon. Those are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, but you know. Okay, so you didn't know what it was, and that's fine because this shirt clearly doesn't give it blue eyes. No, um, it's a design flaw, in my opinion. Okay, so because we don't. It doesn't like my look shirt. like blue eyes white dragon. It looks like green slash black eyes, light blue gray dragon. That's what it looks like. Don't even. What color are those eyes? We're we're having we're having a 2017 blue or white or gold dress moment right here. I don't think so. I think this is just miscolored. That's all. Uh, ah! Don't diss the blue eyes white dragon. Yu-Gi-Oh fans will understand. I don't diss okay. the Enterprise, the universe. Okay, wait, wait. Can, can I ask a question first? What? Okay, in your own words, what is Yu-Gi-Oh about? Okay. Okay, okay, I think I got this. Okay. So Yu-Gi-Oh! is an anime Okay. that is about a boy playing a card game that comes to life uh, in quest for usurping some sort of evil genius rich man mastermind. Yu-Gi-Oh! That is not bad we'll leave it at I that i only know this because of you okay and because we watched a couple episodes we watched one episode we watched the episode where yugi arrives at uh dual master island is that what it's called i don't remember um anyway pegasus island it's the first season uh okay enough about Yu-Gi-Oh. so we're here to talk about rats rats are trendy right now ratatouille the musical Oh, the, the TikTok musical. Yeah, Ratatouille the musical. You know, Pizza Rat has always been a beloved creature of everyone. Pizza Rat's always coming back, I feel. Why are rats, like, trendy? So, uh... <laughs> Is that weird? What's, what's, what's the dealio? So, for the past... We, we moved into this new home. Yes. And... Brand new build. We have been... There has been a moment. We're sitting on the couch, watching TV. It's late at night. And all of a sudden, sound effects late at night, TV static. Okay. Like a little bit of dialogue. Okay, okay. Hey, what are you saying? Okay, okay. I'm giving, okay. I'm giving ambiance. Okay, Madeline will put the sound effects. I know, in. I know. You don't I have know. to say. It. Yeah, but like, but like, you hear a little bit of chatter. Okay. And it's like, um, is it just us? No, it's the TV. It's playing like an I Love Lucy sitcom. So it's Why is like static vintage. Why are we watching I Love Lucy? We don't watch I Love Lucy. I'm, I'm making what? it seem like a, um, what's it called? The, like, uh, the detective I have no genre. idea what you're saying. What's the detective? Film noir? Film noir! Why is the this? The film noir! 
noir. Why is this film noir? Because we're watching I Love Lucy? That doesn't mean film. We what are you talking on, about? No, no, no. Let me narrate it. We were sitting on the couch. It was late at night, okay. you know, or should I say early in the morning, a sensible one or two. I had my arm around my lovely honey bun. Wait, wait. So we're watching I Love Lucy at <laughs> 1 a.m.? Okay. It has to be late at night for it to be film noir. Okay. All the film noirs happen at night. Noir. Woo! I can't get back to the story. So <laughs> we're sitting one night watching TV and we hear... No. <laughs> you don't have to do the sound effects. That's post-production. I'm having fun. Okay. And we hear... It's dead quiet and we hear... That is not what it sounds like. Leave it to post-production, my ass. What the hell is that? That is not what it sounds like. All right, Madeline. We hear a... It sounded like... um, It doesn't work. It it doesn't even sound like scratching. It sounds like like claws on wood. And it sounds just like a little... And we hear this, and we immediately know what this is because... A few days prior, oh, yeah, okay. because fine, a few fine, days fine. prior, we were we in, were in the, the hot tub, the hot tub, and we're just sitting it was there at night, at night, and all of a sudden we see a, a black shadow scutter across the backyard. And Michelle screamed because Michelle's terrified of anything, anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it ran past us. I also screamed. <laughs> Did you? Uh, probably. I also don't. I don't like... think you did. I think you were like, get over it. Sure. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I was like. But let me tell you, like the distance between us and the creature was very small because our backyard. I know you, we haven't like shown you guys our our house yet um, because we still haven't finished it. Um, so you don't know what the backyard looks like. But pretty much. The pool, like, there's very little grass. It's, like, primarily, like, the deck and the pool. And this thing was, like, right, like, within three feet of us running around. And it had a path. It had a path. It knew where it was going. This wasn't the first time this hoe had come around our backyard. So we see this rat. (laughs) Rat! It's a rat! Now identified as Ho. We <laughs> no, see this no, ho no, no, please don't call it Ho. Run across the yard and then go straight towards the house. But and very close to us. It was very close to us. Great. But it went and it, and it, it was dove making, in a hole. It was making a beeline for the deck. The and stairs. It ran the across the deck and went into the hole. Okay, went into a hole. The hole you know the hole I'm talking about. Under our deck. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it goes into the hole. And this was like Shortly after we moved in, it was. It was shortly after. And so we now moved we're in. hearing little scratchy sounds under our deck. Not shortly after. So it was, what Michelle does is whenever over. time she hears it, she goes over to the the area of the house where that scratching's happening, okay, well, and she well, stomps well, then, up and down. You gotta set it up. Okay, basically, so he runs so under what the up? deck. You hate and them. The deck and the deck is also like adjacent to our our kitchen. So when we're at slash living area, so when we're watching TV, we can hear it. And yes. I will slow, like when I hear when I hear them down there, I will slowly, very quietly, like Ninja Matrix style, very gently walk over to the area and then boom. So I've tried right over that. their heads. So listen, I've tried that. 
and I can't get the second I start approaching them as quiet as I can be. And I spent a half hour one day uh, like creeping so I could do the same thing. Well, what I wanted to do is put my, my, my ear to the floor and listen to them. I was trying to get over there. And no matter what, my first step I take, the scratching stops. And I think they can feel the vibration, even such a subtle vibration. Do you think it's because you're taller, like bigger than me? So like they hear it more? Because when I do I it, they don't run away. probably make a bigger vibration. That makes sense. I weigh more. But uh, like I am being very stealthy, so I think. And I'm yeah. like decently stealthy. Yeah. Especially when I'm in socks. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, like at first we thought, okay, maybe they're just here because you know, we haven't lived here very long. Like when we first moved in, because it was a recent build, like, and it was the end of summer, like there were ants in some places. So we had to take care of the ants. And it's sort of like suggested to us that, oh yeah, like you have a backyard. There will be like critters, animals, like there's an ecosystem. And we haven't lived anywhere with a yard, well, so we don't know that. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. Our neighbors, know that. our neighbors have citrus fruit trees. But you got to tell them how we figured that out. How did we figure that out? Okay, so then we finally like report this because it's continued, and we're not sure what to do. Uh, oh, you you didn't tell about our well, initial. I get, no, I didn't get there yet. I didn't get threats. there yet. Okay, okay, fine, fine, fine. Our, so we could tell. Neighbors. So we found out there were rats because. We have a citrus fruit tree. Well, primarily rat. One. We don't know. I guess we don't know. We found droppings in the yard. Okay. There's a fruit tree yep. in our neighbor's yard that attracts the rats. That's all I'm trying to say. What I want to talk about is what our first plan of attack was. So I went into battle mode and I read online that rats don't like the urine of predators. The smell, the scent. Like hawks. Of like hawk urine because... That means there are predators nearby and it scares them. So I Amazon myself a big old jug of hawk piss. Okay, well, let me just preface this whole thing with we're about to get into some really weird territory here involving urine, carcasses, rotting carcasses. animals. No, we're not. Yeah, we are. So I took this jug of hawk piss and I'm spraying it and the hole, I'm spraying it around the deck. I'm spraying it. Get that it. hole! I hate that hole. I'm spraying it all over the yard. It's not even a hole, guys. They freaking, like, the deck stops, and they dug a tunnel underneath it. Like, freaking Shawshank Redemption That's shit out here. As long as there's an opening on either end, it's technically a hole. Fine. By the way, do you want to have that discussion about what no. is classified as a hole? Because I find this so fascinating. Is a straw a hole? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm asking you, is it a straw a hole? Be. It, it is. It should be. So there's a difference between a hole <laughs> and a blind hole. Okay, give us an example of each. I know you. Well, first of all, you have to credit where you learned about holes from. Okay, first, this is a Vsauce thing. Vsauce topic. Love Vsauce. YouTuber. What do you consider a hole? What's your definition of a hole? A hole? I Okay, a hole, scientifically speaking, is a passageway Okay. that... matter can enter and exit okay or or not like if we're talking about like holes as in like holes the film from 2006 or whatever no just what is your definition of a hole it is all right so I don't know, imagine this is really this. hard to define i don't know it's like right. the absence of something listen, it's a tunnel listen. but also you, you can have a hole that trash but like, can yeah 
Pretend it doesn't have the mesh. Pretend it's solid around side. Is that a hole? I think. Easy. Is that a hole? Like a trash can. Regular trash can. Yes. Okay. So it has a hole on top, right? Yeah. Okay. Now. But it's a blind hole? Okay. Hold on. So hold trash on. can. Imagine a trash can. Imagine a glass, a tall glass of water, right? Is that a hole? Does how many like does that glass have a hole in it? I think so. Right. Okay. Now let's pretend it is a bowl. Does not a, a hole. A does bowl. A, does a bowl have a hole? I guess the opening is a hole. Right. Now take now just imagine this. The glass was like this. The bowl is just this, so the sides are just getting smaller. Now take that bowl and flatten it to almost be a plate, just a little lip, like right, like yeah. a plate. Is that a hole? Te technically. So those are what are called blind holes, which are passageways that basically have like a dead end. So technically, a but why plate is it a blind is hole? Because you can see the end. Uh, that's just the the term for it. Flawed. So an actual hole would be something like a straw. Okay. Right. Or your uh, esophagus, your, your mouth to your butt be a hole. Hole. That brings us to our sponsors, Me Undies, for helping us cover our holes. Yeah. Me Undies are very comfortable. I wear them. I just ordered a bunch more of them post Christmas. You should be changing out your underwear more than I thought you should be. And so I needed to just completely get new underwear. So I just bought completely new underwear all me undies if there's one thing that got us through this past year it's love despite everything we found new ways to match our daily lives together with the ones we love most hey fiance that's, that's why me undies is going all out for valentine's day y'all they just released their valentine's day collection so you and your partner or me and garrett are we gonna match a good way? Yes, we can match through it all. If you're single, girl, no problem. Show yourself some love in the comfiest undies and loungewear that make you feel amazing because you deserve that, y'all. We love me undies. Uh, high key, obsessed with them. As you guys know from our very first me undies spot, we really needed new underwear. We wear it all the time. I mean, Garrett says it's his favorite underwear that I wear. Yeah, definitely. MeUndies are made with sustainable, breathable, softer than soft fabric and available in a range of sizes from extra small to 4XL. MeUndies membership gives you and your boo a new pair of undies or socks every month. Members get discounted pricing on everything MeUndies makes as well as early access to major print launches. So MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners today because y'all know we don't do this without giving you guys an opportunity to save some cash as well. So for any of you first-time purchasers, you can save 15% off and get free shipping. MeUndies also has their problem-free philosophy, and if you're not satisfied with any product for any reason, they'll refund or exchange it, no caveats or questions. So to get 15% off your first order and free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash mission accomplished. That is MeUndies.com slash mission accomplished. Thank you, MeUndies. Thank you. For covering... Our, our holes. holes. So now let's go back to our uh, original topic. We got off, way off track because we started talking Rat about holes. holes. And now we're talking about hole. Uh, sorry, not holes. Rats. And I guess the holes they dive into. So we have a rat. I gave a jug of hawk urine and I'm spraying it. Is it actually it. hawk urine? Yes. And, well, it's supposed to smell like hawk so urine. So it's a chemical. That smells like hawk urine. To the rat. Yeah. Because it doesn't smell like safe. urine to us. It's also very safe because I bought like the pet kid friendly one so that it, not that we have pets or kids. I just like didn't want to yeah. be squirting chemicals everywhere. So we sprayed that on the yard, try to make the, the rats go away. 
Well, they didn't go away. They didn't buy it. They knew that it wasn't authentic hot urine. Well, I think and they did go away for a little, and then little, they came back. That's and true. They I guess it did work for a couple days. Back. It did work for a couple days. They've yeah. come back. Yeah, I sprayed again. They came back again because they're smarter. They're smarter than we think. These rats. So uh, now Ooh, we've rat decided. Fact, rat fact. Rat, rat fact. fact. Did you know? And I didn't Google this after someone told me, but I heard, and I hope this is true, that rats and potentially mice, their teeth grow indefinitely like our fingernails and hair do. And so that's why they have to keep gnawing. Gross. And if they don't, then their teeth like will grow and then like cut into their mouth and like shut their mouth shut or something crazy. Isn't that gross? I hate that. So we are trying to get rid of these rats and we said- Fat rats and, too, and we're like, you know what? We we throw in the towel. We need to we need to let a professional mm-hmm. handle our problem. Mm-hmm. So Michelle calls up. Get her done. Pest control, done. guys. This isn't an ad. And they <laughs> send a man out, and he's Australian. He is Australian, and he's sent <clears throat> to take care of our rats. Good day, mate. And he does a walk around the house, and he goes, "Here's your problem. I know here's exactly." How to handle it. I know exactly how to handle it. I know exactly what to do. I know exactly what to do. We're going to tear your deck up. And go to FX Steakhouse. No. And so he decided the only solution is we have to tear up the deck and then put wire mesh around the perimeter of the deck, put the deck back down, and then they have to nail in the mesh into the ground. The idea is, <laughs> is this insane. like roll of mesh is when to, to fill the hole mm-hmm. and nailing it in so it can't get it can't move and the rats won't choose through it because they don't like the feeling of metal wire on their teeth. I don't know so anyone who this does. is a way for them to just like try to get through and be like, oh, nah, dog, I don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And that will hopefully get them out of the deck and it's a way to do it without murdering all the rats it's just like a stay away because there are other options they presented they were they said they could lay traps um but then basically what the traps do is the traps obviously have something that attracts the rats into them and what happens is you just get a bunch of rats attracted to the area and then you have to clean it up afterwards which i don't they would get killed by the trap and then you have to Remove dispose the, dead rats. the body, yeah. and then but we're not trying to kill a bunch of rats. The other option was leaving like poison out, but the problem with that is the rats again come. They will, you know, eat the poison disguised as food or whatever. Then they still go under the deck, and then they die there. And then it just we have dead rats. Yeah, so we're, we're trying not to kill a bunch of rats. Uh, so the goal is to just scare them all out once the deck is torn up. Put the, the mesh goal, in yeah. and then keep them from ever coming back. The goal is basically to just say, you're not welcome here. Bye-bye. Go to the fruit tree next door. Goodbye, rat. And uh, that so so that's going to be taking care of us next week. Is that going to happen? They're coming tomorrow. Tomorrow. By the time this podcast is up, our rats are going to be gone. Which means we'll have an update next week. A rat Maybe. update. A rat update. Um, but this reminds me of another issue we had. We had a big mosquito issue also when we first mm-hmm. moved in. When you have a swimming pool, it is just a massive breeding ground for mosquitoes. Like so you a have pond. To, so you have to keep the water circulation going at all times. And we actually have a, we do a good job at that. Problem is, 
a lot of our neighbors have pools. And so there's just no way. And so I, I also went into mosquito slayer mode and I mixed a bunch of chemicals that I read on online. I got a pump for it. I suited up and I went out there and I sprayed everything on the yard to try to get rid of the mosquitoes. And, um, and I'd never experienced that before because in LA, because it's so dry here, mm -hmm. I'm from Louisiana, which is super humid. Like it's impossible to escape mosquitoes there. This was the first time I'd been in LA and been bitten by a mosquito. And I was like, what the heck? And then we started getting pamphlets in the mail that were like, killer mosquito, new breed. Like, yeah, that kind of it was stuff, like, right? it like was massive. like, there's a mosquito, uh, like, pandemic i don't know what to call it like infestation of southern california it was very dramatic mm -hmm. but yes the mosquitoes have been handled and now that it's winter time yeah now now that it's I think winter they're gone i don't know i think it's too cold for them currently i think is that how mosquitoes work? i don't know um and that is our story about destroying or not destroying but Preventing wildlife from infesting our home. <laughs> Yay. Uh, I don't know why we told you that story. I think uh, I think we found it more uh, exciting than probably you did. Well, I will say, I didn't know until our pest control guy came that rats were such a big issue in LA in general. Well, luckily we didn't have them in our attic or anything. That yeah. apparently is a nightmare. Yeah, like they're with. not inside the house. They're mm -hmm. just like under the deck, I guess. Um, but you know what? If you have a rat problem, you shouldn't be ashamed. But now I hope that you guys have learned a little bit about what your options are. Yeah. And that there is a uh, safe way to prevent rats. the rat. Rats. Make sure you always come to Mission Accomplished for all your rat solutions and your rat needs. Um, Speaking of rats, what? I might write a book. <laughs> That's the segue. Speaking of rats, you might write a, write a book. Um, all right, Michelle, tell me about it. So over break, you have been recently incredibly inspired by a very specific book that you've been reading. Can yeah. you first tell me about that? Well, actually, I was inspired by two books. Um, so over break, I read two amazing books um, that happen to be written by people I have the pleasure of knowing in real life, which is just so freaking cool. The first book that I read was called Read This for Inspiration by Ashley Perez. Highly recommend. Um, I'm not just saying that because I know these people, guys. This book was actually phenomenal. Maybe we can show like the cover or something here for you visual listeners. So this book I thought was really incredible, written by Ashley Perez, who is an amazing writer and creator who I knew from BuzzFeed. And her book, basically each page is sort of like a different little like mini essay about different ways you can achieve inspiration and i just thought it was so so well done like the illustrations are amazing it's such a well-crafted experience reading the book because you can open it to any page and find inspiration or you can read it straight through like i did over over a couple days one of my favorite moments in the book was where she talks about pain and how to learn from it and one really amazing moment and i'm probably misquoting this but it's basically says um the wound is where light enters 
that really stuck with me. I mean, there's so many little things like that throughout um, that were really impactful to me. And it sort of just got me in this headspace of inspiration. Another book I just got and have been reading through is Kelsey Dara's book slash workbook. It's called Don't Fucking Panic. It's amazing. I thought the artwork on her book was also incredible. Um, and it's basically like a workbook book that walks you through all the different types of anxiety and depression. And basically you read a few pages and then the book asks you to journal and sort of apply it, whatever the learnings are to your own life. And I thought that was a really unique way to combine book and journal. For example, like the artist's way um, and, you know, a couple other like self-help style books separate those two activities into like, here's the book and if you want it, here's the companion journal where I thought Kelsey's was really cool because it was sort of like two in one. So in the spirit of both of those and just like looking at my own bucket list some and something that has also been asked of me before if I'm thinking about doing it was just thinking about writing my own sort of journal or book this is very experimental this isn't an announcement and so I don't know I kind of just wanted to talk about it on the podcast and also hear from you guys what you think would be most interesting I feel like in the work we've done on challenge accepted I have this really unique perspective of um learning a new skill in 30 about 30 days or so and so I would really love to take everything that I've learned from, you know, throwing myself off the deep end in Fire Academy, um, Marine Boot Camp, or even training with an Olympic figure skater for two months, how I approach learning a new skill quickly and also with care. And so I thought it would be really cool to create some sort of book that helps guide the reader through a specific goal they can achieve in 30 days. So basically, you as the reader would approach this piece of media with a specific goal in mind. You know, it could be anything like career, mental health, personal, a new habit, and the book would guide you through how to achieve that. And I don't know. I, I thought that would be really cool. It feels like really aligned. It's something people ask a lot of me all the time, like how... How do we do what we do? And I feel like it's applicable so much beyond just YouTube videos. And I also think that for me, um, we have been just grinding on the channel so much, which I love. But also I want to um, explore and get excited about other ways of expressing my creativity. And I thought that would be really cool. What are you personally hoping to get out of taking on a venture like this, writing your own book? I think that, well, personally, I think it will challenge me in new ways. I also think that I, I've i never, you know, I've written a lot um, before, but not a full book. I think it'd be an amazing challenge. I'm, I enjoy pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I also think that there is so much I can share and I would love to help other people um in that way I don't know I think I think there's so much that could be done with something like this and also whenever I'm at the bookstore I'm always looking for media like that to consume and to better myself and I feel like I've 
read so many of those books and also sort of compiled my own version of how to apply all of those different things into my own life um, that I think it would be maybe a unique take on all of that. Who would you say is the target audience? And I don't necessarily mean age or like that, but like what kind of person would see this in a bookstore and then find it useful to them? Well, I would hope that essentially I would want someone who has had a a passion or a desire or a dream, but hasn't had that nudge to go after it, to find the book and allow the book to help guide them through stepping into the unknown. I also think it could be helpful for people who have started a journey multiple times, but have, has fallen off the wagon right. and they use it as a tool to stay consistent, stay, stay with something. I think, yeah, I think like almost uh, having it as an accountability partner is kind of interesting. And I'm curious to see how this concept evolves over time, especially with your writing. Cause you know, very, it might, it might turn out that you start writing this over this year and it completely changes as you write it. Yeah, and it could. It, and you know, I, I'm really out. curious to hear from you guys too. Like, if if there are things you you would like help and guidance on whether it's health and fitness or otherwise and i'm not saying i'm like the best expert in it but i do think i have a unique perspective on going after something and giving it my all within a short period of time so yeah i don't know i i just sort of wanted to hear from you guys see what you think uh if you think it's completely lame if you think youtuber books suck that also makes sense. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I would want it to be more involved and and just an in-depth dive into what we do. I think it'd be really cool. Anything else you want to throw out there about that? I guess I would just want the book. It, the book is something I wish I had when I quit my job to pursue this. You know, I wish I had someone or, or something sort of helping me and saying it would be okay and guiding that. Would you bit. say even you wish you had it now for I wish I had it now. I always say if you're a content creator, whether that's a writer, um, musician, any sort of storyteller, anything really, always make the product that you want yourself. You know, if you're if you're a video game developer, design the game that you want to play. If you're making movies, make a movie that you would want to watch. And for you, you know, write a book that you would want to read and use. So I think it'd be really, I think it's cool that like the book isn't just, oh, I already figured everything out. And like, now I'm going to help you. It's almost like you're, you want this tool for yourself too. Like you want this book to exist mm -hmm. because you want to use it yourself. And I think that's really interesting. And I think... A little different than what you usually get so it's cool that's why i think kelsey's book did really well it's like she wrote a book that she would want yeah to have. she even says that in the intro oh really she says i wrote this for me see i love you that know? that's cool and i mean you've been glued to that book you have been using it yeah non-stop it is you, every time you're done with a session with it i call them sessions like you spend a few hours with it it like you you just feel well, so. Well, I run over to you and I'm like, Garrett, look energized. at everything I did. Yeah, you look so <laughs> energized, and I I love it. So it's and it's been yeah. really nice because coming into 2021, um, I'm a person who uh, self proclaimed Leo, 
usually every December, this is going to sound insane, I sit down with my therapist life coach and we make a 10-page single-space document of all of the goals and things I, I hope to achieve in the following year. And it covers relationship, personal, career, livelihood and well-being, uh, spiritual, like every section has its own like outlines of mm -hmm. specific goals and how I'm going to measure success for each goal. And then throughout the following year, every three months, we check in on that and see where I'm at. Um, and this year was the first year that I didn't have that fully done by the new year. And I kind of came into this year feeling a little bit like I was driving a car without a GPS in a way. Like I had the tools to do it, but I didn't know where I was going. And I felt like Kelsey's book was such a blessing and it really forced me to be active and think about things differently in, in a new way, specifically for mental health. So yeah, I would love something like that for, for all other types of goals too. So what is the process of writing a book? I don't know. We're going to find out guys. We're going to find out. And it's interesting because I have a pretty clear idea of how I would want to lay it out. Um, but I, I guess we're going to have to like write a pitch and pitch it to a publisher and see what happens and maybe get rejected a whole bunch. I'm not sure. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm hungry and I'm going to go eat now, which usually means we're going <laughs> to conclude the podcast. Michelle, wrap us out. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are so excited and happy and revved up and ready for 2021 with you guys. Um, comment below with your thoughts on rats. No, and... about what they want to see in your book. Okay, fine. I don't care what they think about rats. So what you do can you leave a see? rat comment or a book comment, whatever. Or I don't but, know if I'm no, what book. do you oh but I thought you said but but book. But but book hole book hole. Uh leave a comment on what you want to see in Michelle's book. Tell us what you think about rats and tell us what you think about holes. And if you made it this far in the podcast, congratulations, mission accomplished. We'll see you next time. Bye. Okay. See ya. Okay.